Hello and welcome to another episode of NAC Health Center News. My name is Marisol Murphy Ballantyne. Mother Nature had a banner year in 2017. From August to October, communities in the Caribbean, on the Gulf Coast, in California, and other locations were battered by massive storms, floods, and fires. While community health centers are not usually first responders, their approach to health care means they are inevitably the first group to arrive because they've never left. This means that health centers and their staff are often providing care while also dealing with organizational and personal losses and damages. Today we're talking to Tina Wright, the chair of the Primary Care Association Emergency Management Advisory Coalition and director of emergency management at the Massachusetts League of Community Health Centers. EMAC began over a decade ago as a Health Resources and Services Administration Learning Collaborative, and from there it grew and took on multiple forms, including a NAC committee, and finally becoming what it is today. The EMAC is a partnership of nonprofit organizations that serve the needs of health centers, uh, so not only the federally qualified health centers, but also lookalike organizations. Um, and we're not limited to just PCAs. We also uh, are happy to include and invite other national cooperative agreement entities that also service community health centers. The coalition coordinates and provides support to health centers in preparing for, responding to, and recovering from emergencies that affect the delivery of healthcare and its infrastructure, says Tina. For events that are noticed, we have some advance notice about advance warnings. Uh, we will try to reach out proactively, and the we is me. Uh, I'm the chair of the EMAC, and then uh, Alex Lapovsev from Chikanis is my current co-chair. Alex and I will try to reach out proactively to whatever states might be impacted. We'll make a note on there about, you know, we're ready to provide any support if anything might be needed. We'll include some preparedness tips around whatever the emergency might be and some important reminders for health centers about how they can sort of mitigate impacts on their facilities. And then we'll try to include contact information. We try to be pretty thorough so it can be a one stop message for whatever they might need if something does sort of go wrong or impact the health centers. We'll include information for our relief partners like Direct Relief and AmeriCares. We'll include any information uh, that's put out by FEMA or at least links to their website. We try to make it comprehensive without being overwhelming. EMAC is also there when disaster strikes without warning. For no notice events, uh, we try to not reach out during the actual emergency or immediately after. Just knowing that they're in the thick of it, they're probably still in response mode, they might be getting flooded with emails, so we try to be very respectful and try to sort of wait until things sort of calm down a little bit to reach out and just, you know, let them know, don't forget we're here for you, don't forget Direct Relief has some supplies or has some resources and AmeriCares and some of the other relief partners. If we have any specific information, that we've heard from our partners at the federal level. We'll try to include that. We also try to include reminders about things like Program Assistance Letter 2014-05, which is the emergency change of scope for health centers. You know, some not every PCA is well-versed in those things, and same, similarly with how FTCA coverage works during an emergency. So we'll try to include some of that information or at least put it out there. If you need X, Y, or Z, let us know. If you need a policy, if you need a sample protocol, you know, we're happy to do some research on your behalf knowing that you're in the thick of this. The coalition helps inform health centers about mental health resources available for those impacted by these events. 
We usually try to pass along some best practices about psychological first aid. Uh, SAMHSA has the disaster distress helpline. We try to remind health centers and PCAs that they have an employee assistance program and that they should make sure that they're frequently giving that information to staff, knowing that staff are pretty much victims too at this point. Um, we even saw that during um, or immediately after the Haiti earthquake in 2010. I had a health center here in Massachusetts who had to send 32 staff home immediately after the earthquake because they were so traumatized by what they saw on television because they are Haitian origin um, U.S. citizens today, but they had family and friends in Haiti. And when they saw the devastation of the earthquake, they were so emotionally distressed they had to, they couldn't function. And so that was something that, and, uh, and, and of course, cultural competence totally plays a role in this as well. And our staff are not only um, our staff, but they're also of the community. So making sure that when we're giving this information to health centers to give to their staff, that they're making sure that they're remembering that it's also maintaining that cultural competence and that confidentiality and, and giving the resources and the tools to their staff as well as to the patients. It's all about the education. Uh, health centers play such a crucial role in educating the community on a daily basis, and that still rings true during crisis. Conversations about disaster response among the health center community and partners need to continue, says Tina that's conversations that need to continue to happen and we need to shape that going forward because it's absolutely about the relationships and about the partnerships and leveraging what we can do and what we should do and creating those policies about you know health centers adopting health centers i love that concept i know that that happened organically between florida and texas mm -hmm. but i also saw it happen with one of my health centers here in massachusetts holyoke health center is still flying down to Puerto Rico on a regular basis, bringing mm -hmm. supplies and with their medical director and, and helping out and, you know, what a direct relief is doing with the solar panels to get every health center at least some backup power abilities. And, you know, that's amazing. To, we need to sort of focus and hone those and, and bring those fo stories forward. Tina says EMAC's goals didn't change during the disasters in 2017, but they did realize there needed to be more education. I don't think our goals have changed very much, except we've really, we've realized more that we have to help educate some of those that don't have emergency preparedness experience or subject matter expertise or access to subject matter expertise. Really, I, I feel like the PCA EMAC really needs to take more of a lead role when it comes to disasters that impact our health centers and health, and, and our, PCA, our fellow PCAs. We want to be able to share our knowledge and just make sure health centers are taken care of. I'd like to thank Tina Wright for taking the time out of her busy schedule to speak with me about EMAC. Want more information? Visit bit.ly backslash NAC EMP. That's B-I-T dot L-Y backslash N-A-C-H-C E-M-P. Also, make sure you're following at NAC on Twitter so you can keep up with the latest health center news. Thanks for listening.